Welcome to Think Like a Penguin, The Art of Flying. This is the podcast to help you think outside the box, live more confidently against the grain and become your more authentic self. Penguins don't traditionally fly, but what's to say they won't one day? Okay, welcome back to this episode all on loneliness. I'm here with my beautiful friend Gemma and hello. this hello Gemma. <laughs> hello. Um this is going to be a really really hard conversation. I don't think I will find anything more challenging to talk about than this topic and I'm being super vulnerable and we'll see where it goes. Hopefully I don't cry, but it's it's something that I have lived with loneliness my whole life and when I asked if we could chat about it, you also said, well, I also have a lot of loneliness. Yes. And I appreciate that most people in their lives at some stage will experience yeah. feeling lonely. But yeah, I think uh, talking about it can hopefully be a conversation starter to encourage others to admit to it, maybe, mm-hmm. and then also do something about it. Because it's the worst. It feels like heartache yeah. or... Like when you go through a breakup, like it's agonizing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I'll just jump in and explain to people why I feel as lonely as I do Mm -hmm. and how potentially that might be quite unexpected because I'm very sociable. I am quite friendly, I do a lot of things, I've got a lot of hobbies, as is the case with you. Like you go to the gym you've got beautiful um family here you've got like loads going on but we both yeah both have our own experiences and mine started at school um I can distinctly remember when I was 12 and we were allowed to like hang out in town and it was like the big thing you were allowed to go to town in the city center and everyone would just stand outside McDonald's and waste like two hours until they were picked up and then go home and I just felt like I just don't belong like I didn't understand that or I didn't really like gain any kind of sense of connection with my peers and I always felt like I was on the outs- outskirts of a friendship group like just clinging on or just like kind of included just to be like polite or a sympathy vote or oh lives here we might as well you know add a in but never really a core member you know that mm-hmm. some people that will say something like oh guys let's just go and do this and then the whole group follows yeah. like there's a leader yeah. I was at the tennis the other night and there was this group of 12 year old boys sat in front of us and one kid was a little shit you could just tell he was like <laughs> the turd of the group like the ringleader but as soon as he said let's go and leave and sit somewhere else all the kids stood up mm-hmm. I've never been that kind of person mm-hmm. I've always been been hanging on and then post-anorexia, um, yeah, really had to kind of learn completely from scratch how to socially integrate with people and um, what's appropriate boundaries and things like that. Um, we'll go into each of those in detail. We're going to try and keep this short as well, mm-hmm. but is there anything around the topic that just comes to mind when I say to you, like, loneliness or... I the reason the reason I think I struggle with it is um, because I'm single, mm-hmm. and I I'm probably wrong, but I feel like people who are single 
struggle with it a lot more than those that have a significant other. Yeah. And I'm quite envious of people that, you know, do have someone in their life like that, that they can always come home to and they've always yeah. got someone um, in their bed at night. And yeah. for me, I've, yeah, I've been single for the past year and I've felt lonely, the loneliest that I ever have in my life. Yeah. Uh, people won't like me saying this, but I suspect there's many people in relationships that also feel lonely yeah. because they are kidding themselves that being with someone, and you said this to me, mm. um, acts as a way to not feel lonely, but really, are you really suited to be with the other mm. person or is it just a better option than being alone? Yeah, and I've definitely, I've in the past, I've been in relationships where... I knew that they weren't right for me, mm -hmm. and I stayed in the relationship because I, I thought to myself, it's better to be in a relationship than no relationship. Yeah, I've definitely done it. Like I can recall two two relationships where I've done yeah. that. And I think it's important to acknowledge that that is one very normal and um, very common, but also at our core, what it is to be a human being is to belong mm. in a group, like. We have to we have to belong to thrive, to be a part of community, to be able to be our best species. Like no animal on the planet survives by being alone. Mm -hmm. Like we all have to belong. And yeah. I think that's why people follow trends, that's why people behave in ways that maybe they don't want to, but it, at least they aren't excluded. So I don't really want to take drugs, but I'll just do it because everyone else is doing it. That's the whole point of like peer pressure and following a, a, a crowd, one thing I've struggled with is because I think so deeply about why I do what I do and I'm so fascinated by human behaviour and I analyse everything and everything I do has a very conscious decision backing it. If something doesn't make sense to me, like consuming alcohol to the point of being paralytic and making stupid decisions, I don't do it. Or... If something's going to harm me, like taking copious amounts of drugs, I don't do it. Or if something is going to be boring or unenjoyable or stressful or anxiety-inducing, I just don't do it. So there's so many times where I have alienated myself, I have removed myself from a normal social situation in order to live a life that I think is, makes sense to me and authentic, but in the process completely alienated myself. Mm -hmm. um, and I think we were talking before I pressed record in that I think that gives the impression to people that somehow I don't want to be involved or I don't want to be included or I don't want to be invited to events or thought about. But there's two things going on. One, I still want to be included but I just don't want to take part in some of the activities mm -hmm. that people do. And the other thing is often I will cram my schedule because it prevents me having to be alone. I do the same. <laughs> yeah, but then it's catch-22 because it gives the impression that you're already busy or mm. that you like being a loner or that you like, you know, doing stuff and you're not prepared to, like, make time. But then... <sighs> How do you then, like, say to people, I would drop this in a heartbeat if yeah. only I had an invitation? Yeah, yeah. It's so hard. Mm. It's so, so hard. Yeah. Um, 
So when you say you do, like for you personally, what's your go-to, like cram your schedule and make keep yourself busy? Uh, exercise. Yeah, same. I'll go to the, <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to the gym every day, although yeah. they're closed on Sundays, so I can't go on Sundays. Yeah. Um, I struggle in the evenings the most with loneliness. During the day, I find that I can feel I can feel it somehow. Whether it's yeah, like I said, exercising, seeing my sister and my nephew, going for a walk, going to the beach, going to the shops. I can always fill the daytime with activities or errands in running. But then when it gets to the evening, when it's kind of like that's when you stop doing activities. And it's like, okay, everybody's gone to their home now. Everybody's parted ways. You're, it's yeah. now up to you to fill the evening. That's where I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and I find that I like, I just depend on TV to keep me yeah, company. Yeah, that was literally what I was gonna, about to say. Is that's, that I think that's why most people, a lot of people, not most, but a lot of people watch TV. Yeah. Because it's a distraction. It's, yeah, it's distraction and it's company. Yeah, yeah. And if I probably, didn't have a TV, I would really, I'd struggle. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hate background noise, but I can completely understand why people might have a radio on all the time mm. or a TV on. Um, yeah, I do that actually. Sometimes, just even if I'm just noise. in the kitchen and I'm not watching the TV, I'll just turn it on just so you don't. <laughs> it sounds so oh, yeah. sad, but it's like, oh, I'll just turn it on. I can hear voices going yeah. on in the background and yeah. it's company somehow. Like it's some, it's comforting. Yeah. This is a really morbid thought, but I've cried myself to sleep more times than I remember on this one thought and that is there are so many times in my life where no one I know for a fact no one has thought about me as their first thought in the morning mm. or their last thought at night if you're in a relationship yeah. the chances are you're thinking about either your significant other or a family member or your children I know for a fact there have been many, 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 many days where no one has thought about me. And I don't know why that matters so much to me, but mm. to know that no one... And this is this is not a pity vote, but I... Other than my family who are on the other side of the world, mm. I have had very few messages around New Year's, around Christmas, and and that's that's such a significant part of being lonely in a foreign country. So I've lived here for 10 years... Mm. But the times where everyone's like happy and celebrating and festive and, and with their family usually are a bit like night times for you. Like those big dates and occasions are yeah. excruciating for me. And I've been trying to like reach out. And this is the other, this is the whole other thing. And I'm going to keep like pinballing all over the shop with this because I'm just like fueled with emotion around this topic. But asking to be included or like being an orphan around Christmas or having mm. to like go to your partner's friend's mm. like New Year's party or like a friend of a friend's I'm I'm with it like a tag along or a, a sympathy oh come along oh if you got no one you're so welcome absolutely come on in it's like yeah but super fucking awkward when <laughs> you're an adult you know, nearly 35, and you're having to join someone else's family Christmas. Mm. Um, ugh, it's just awful. It's awful having to ask, but right. I'd rather... I don't know, have you ever asked? Have you sat Never. in your loneliness uh, because you're too afraid to ask? Yeah, for or sure. You, yeah. Um, I didn't have any plans New Year's Eve. No one had asked me to come out, to go to a party. Yeah. 
and I stayed at home. <laughs> I was in I was in bed by ten thirty. Yeah. Got a laugh. Uh, and I just put up with it. I just thought I'm not gonna I was I think I was too embarrassed to reach out to people yes. and say, What are you doing New Year's Eve? Yes. I was too embarrassed because I knew everybody had their plans. I've got to a point now, because I've experienced feeling lonely most of my life that I would rather squirm with the embarrassment mm. of having to ask if I can join in or yeah. ask, please let me, you know, maybe tag along for an hour or just yeah. subtly try and hint that I'm clearly alone and I really yeah. want... And I'm not talking like a partnership, I'm talking like friendships here. Yeah. Um, but it's a risk because then you ask and then sometimes they say, oh, so sorry, or no, or they ignore you, and that's like a double stab in the heart, because mm. it's like, holy shit, I am so vulnerable, mm. I'm clearly needing some connection. Yeah. Um, ah, I've, this, I'm thinking about only a couple of weeks ago, where I saw a few of my um, friends, I'm not going to say what social group, well, okay, whatever, they're from cricket, <laughs> and they've started going to the gym together, and... It's on social media, and this is why social media is so, like, toxic. Because oh, yes. I'm like, oh, ow, okay, they're all going to the gym together. Why Why have I not been invited? Mm. Obviously, there's FOMO. and mm. So then I, I made a comment, like, oh, my God, that looks so fun. Mm. I'd love to join you guys. Mm. Obviously not done with malicious intent, but mm. the next time... Again, they went again, and I've I've clearly kind of made a hint there. Oh, I'd love, love to, to join, join you, yeah. and then, and I I analyze everything, like I overthink everything. So then I'm thinking, okay, is it because they're worried that I might like show them up in the gym? That sounds like super arrogant, but I've had it before where I know for a fact I've been not included because people don't want to do a job with me because they don't want me to outrun them <laughs> or they don't want me to judge them for running slower it's right. like I couldn't care less yeah. I just want to feel a part of something bigger than myself mm -hmm. I just want to be included yeah a bit like maybe going to a party and I don't drink alcohol and I know for a fact because I've asked people like oh why didn't you invite me it's like oh it feels a bit weird when you're not drinking it makes mm. us feel bad for drinking so mm -hmm. we'd rather you're not there because it shows us up mm. and it's like yeah yeah. It's hard when you just don't quite fit. Yeah. And I should I guess I should explain and maybe we can try and help each other understand why it is because I'm going to blow our own trumpets here. We are lovely people. We're fun people, we're kind people. I reckon we're a great laugh. Like I think <laughs> the world of you gem. Oh. And I think I'm a good person as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. And I for years, like decades now, fail to kind of pin what it is that makes me not feel a part mm. or not feel somehow like I'm the go-to person to invite to something or like why am I always left out or why do I feel like I'm left out because I'm sure there's times where I'm not left out mm. but I certainly don't feel included as part of a gang. I'm not. I haven't got like a yeah. group of friends. I don't. I know. I'm friend. so. This I'm is like, something. What is it? You know what how is, like sex, sex in the city. There's the four women that have their little yes. girl gang. Yes. I'm. I just wish I had this. Yes. I don't, I don't have it. No, I don't either. All my friends are individual friends that don't know each other. Yeah. 
I don't have for a group of like four yes. or five women. And I'm like, gee, that looks so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know. How do you form this girl gang? I think it's a few things. I really envy the Western suburbs or the Perth established friendship groups where they went to primary school together then they went to secondary school together then yes. they met at university yeah. and then they and they're intergenerational you know like their their mums they hung out and their parents yeah. it's like generations of uh, legacy come together I think not being from Perth because um, yeah. it's a weird cliquey place and I mean, neither of us are from Perth no yeah. and I don't know if it's any different anywhere else but I do imagine that it's that's got something to do with it that I, I can't go back in yeah. time to yeah. like and sh- reminisce on the good old days exactly. back at school. Yeah. Um, I also think I have struggled on a personal level. I don't know if you can relate, but or maybe you've noticed this in me. I love a deep connection. Like I am not afraid to have a hard conversation, mm-hmm. talk about some really personal stuff, overshare. Yeah. Yeah. draw out information like for me mm-hmm. I connect on deep meaningful yeah. connections and I just feel like people either can't won't or don't know how to mm. and so I feel like I'm connecting to people like with my fingertips and that there's not a very strong hold there and mm. I I need to feel like I can embrace someone yeah. and the only way I can do that is by getting really deep and personal yeah. but any time I've done that with anyone of any significance or a friend, or, mm. I scare them off. Like, it's a pattern I keep mm. playing out. I'm pouring my heart out to people. It's mm. because I'm very comfortable and very self-aware. Mm. And I, I'm trying to connect on that level. Mm. And then it's like, ah, fuck, people run away. I love it when people open up. It shows that they're human and that they have flaws. But have you experienced people... Where you've opened up and then they've like run a mile? Um, no, oh, I haven't. Just me. But I don't, I don't think I don't mind. think I open up as much as you. I, I definitely don't. Yeah. But I love that you do. But it's so it I, I recognise I've got the awareness that I open up too much. That's why we're good friends, Jen, because you can handle my level of openness. But. I'm clearly getting the boundary wrong because time and time and time again, people have... It's almost like slamming a door in my face, like a stab in my heart. People have... It feels like overnight gone, whoa, too much, fuck off. And it's like, oh my God, like the most significant person at that time in my life, my like what I would consider my best friend, has just turned their back. And it happens mm. almost yearly. On the dot. Yeah, wow. I'm really scared that's going to happen with you. No. (laughs) Um, And whether I I suspect I've thought about it a lot, because it keeps happening, that maybe I expect too much from people and they feel burdened by my level of connection or my desire to connect deeply, Mm. for them is overwhelming. And actually all they want is someone to physically connect with, not in a sexual way, but like just do tennis with Mm -hmm. or just a dog walking friend or just an art friend whereas what I crave and what I believe fulfills that void of loneliness mm. is an emotional connection yes and um, I reckon a lot of people either because they've not <clears throat> excuse me done the work on themselves or because they simply just don't have the space 
to give emotionally just don't have that ability to connect on an emotional level mm-hmm. so then they're like I'm overwhelmed by this see ya have you ever been in a situation where you've been with a person or you know a group of people and despite being surrounded by others you've still felt lonely yeah most mm. of the time mm. I love and I owe my life to sport so when I'm physically doing an activity playing a team sport I don't feel lonely because there's a common goal we're mm. coming together it's super fun yeah I freaking love it probably similar to when you're at the gym yeah when I'm sat in a room having conversation that doesn't really speak on a deep level I really struggle and that is not to say that I feel like I'm superior or I'm more you know intellectual or wise or I just I just don't find any connection chatting about small talk I guess it's small talk yeah Yeah. like sorry I just I just don't care Mm. and that doesn't that makes me seem I mean, I've had that my whole my whole life, even mm. as a kid. Like, I think the problem uh, stems from when you've experienced a lot, when you've gone through a lot, it makes other things seem less significant or less poignant or, like, when you've nearly died multiple times and when you've lived in a mental health institute for two years and when you've had your parents break out and the heartache of that and you've been you know anorexic for 10 years chatting about how much botox you get above your left brow and i'm being very like generic in that statement but like like or just chatting about missing the bus it's like yeah superficial stuff. i don't i don't understand how that's supposed to generate any kind of like deep connection yeah and unless there's a deep or significant or poignant connection, it doesn't fulfill that void of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why I can completely understand why people would turn to other things to try and complement. So in a social yeah. situation, there's no wonder that most people drink. Yeah. And um, I've been to parties, and, and Liz, who I've gone to parties with since she stopped drinking will make comment on, God, this is boring. And it's like, well, yeah, because everyone's drunk. And yeah. so they're not really making any sense. And yeah. probably everyone else would be bored as well if they weren't enhanced with alcohol. Yeah. But I refuse to act in a way that I don't feel is is healthy or makes sense. And alcohol never made, has never made sense. Um, That's fine. Yeah. So I guess how do we how do we fill the void of <laughs> Tell me. And you know what, like one thing I'm like so sick of hearing, and I, I read it, I hear it, people tell it to me all the time, you know, you can never love someone until you you love yourself. Oh, you, you love God. being on your own. Yeah. You, you know, you have to be content in your own company. Yeah. I hate being told this. Anyone that says that? It makes me so angry. Probably has never had to be alone. And yeah. that is the fundamental difference. You and I are very practised at being alone. Mm. And I absolutely hand on heart will say I love my own company. Like mm-hmm. as a kid, I was yeah. 
a right proper weirdo, like cute little thing in a nappy. I'd go and sit at the top of a hill, literally lean against a sheep and contemplate life at the age of like two. Mm. Quite unique. But I've had most of my life on my own. But when it's a choice, fine. Like I've just gone on holiday by myself. Yeah. I chose to be on my own. Yeah. When you are desperately lonely and craving some company mm. and you're thinking, fuck, I have no one to call on. Mm. Like, I could I could maybe get a text, but that's not really going to fill the void. Like, mm. when it's not a choice, that is when it hurts. Mm. That's when it's like, I'm okay on my own, thanks, but I'm not okay on my own when I know there's no one to call on. Yeah. Can't you always call your mum? That's one person I no. can always... I can call no. her 24-7 she'll always answer the phone. My mum's a funny one. Like, mum saved my life more times than I can remember. Like, incredible woman. I feel like she has reached a point where she's like, you know what, I had to put my life on hold for so many years to mm-hmm. deal with my daughters. Now it's about me. Mm-hmm. So... For Christmas, she she goes away. Don't blame her. She she struggles with winter. That's why I live in Australia. Um, she will travel for most of December. She's now retired, so she'll, she's traveling, I think, for two months. Mm. I've spoken to her twice in the last month. And there's times where I'll be like, Mum, I really need you. And she'll be like, okay, sweetheart, I'll be free after 4 p.m. on Tuesday. And it might be like Friday. Oh, wow. But, okay. But also, I recognize that I'm an adult. Mm. I don't want to have to call on my mum. Yeah. I don't want to have to call on anyone. And mm. that's where I struggle with what's a normal amount of expectation mm-hmm. from someone else. Mm. And I still don't... It's embarrassing to say this at 34, but I've, I've really struggled with boundaries. And what is a normal amount of um, give that someone has within them like is a friend supposed to be someone and obviously there's different grades of friendship Mm. but is say your best friend should they be able to pick up the phone whatever time night or day and come running when you when you need someone that's what I hear (laughs) yeah (laughs) I've heard this a lot but I (laughs) I don't know these people don't exist I've (laughs) Because I've never had someone that, yeah. Yeah. I don't, I can't really think of someone that, like, if I, oh, mate, I I feel like the. Me. You know that you have me in that. If I called you up at three in the morning. Oh, my phone's on silent. You know, yeah. (laughs) I feel like, first of all, you wouldn't answer. But I don't, to be honest, I only feel like family, like my mum and my sister, are the only people that would drop everything for mm. me. And I don't think that friends would. And I don't expect mm. I don't expect them to. So that's the answer. I don't I expect family to do it, but I don't yeah. expect friends to do that's it. That's really interesting. So I guess it's different for each person. Yeah. But you need someone. Oh yes. You need at least and one I person. Don't. Because they're all they're on the other side of the world. They're on the other side yeah. of the world. Yeah. Um relationships I've had. I do acknowledge that I have put all my eggs in that person, in that yeah. basket, yeah. and all my expectation on that on that person, yeah. and that's grossly unfair. And and unfortunately for them, 
because they've all been Perth based. Mm. They've all got family in Perth. They've yeah. all got friends in Perth. Yeah. They've all got other. So they are giving all of their energy, time, and attention to all their other social connections. Yeah. Yeah. I have no one. Yeah. So it makes it a really toxic kind of dependent connection if I ever do date someone because I rely that's so your, much on that's them. Your They're my one. person. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. And I will give them everything of mm. me because they are the centre of my world, but mm. they can't be the centre of mine. And I have grappled with, are they meant to be the centre of mine, my world? Mm. Are they meant to put me in the middle of their life, sorry? Mm. Mm. Around? Yeah. Or do I have to accept that I'll never meet someone that can do that because they'll always have their friends from school yeah. and their children if there's kids in the picture or their family and it's yeah. like... Yeah. There's been so many times over the years where I'm just like, I just need someone. Mm. But I need someone that I feel comfortable enough with and a deep enough connection with that I can call them up in a blubbering mess and yeah. just say, I just need a hug. Yeah. And I don't have that person. Um, so I've learned, and I'm sure you have too, to rely on myself. And that goes back to what I was saying, Catch-22. It gives a really flawed impression mm. that we are happy on our own. Mm. I'm not. Sometimes I just desperately want to connect with someone, but I've had to learn to be okay on my own yeah. because I spend so much fucking time on my own. Yeah. You, don't, you definitely don't give off the impression that you... Um, that you struggle with loneliness. Because mm. when you told me that you wanted to do this podcast, I said to you, I'm the queen of loneliness. Mm. Um, I'm always complaining now. about it. And then, and I was just shocked that you said that you struggle with it because yeah. you don't give off that impression at all. You always look so busy and so happy and, yeah. and that you are so comfortable just being on your own. So I, I think you hide it quite well. Yeah. That's why I wanted to talk about it today. Mm. I have... Um, I've cried every day since Christmas Day. Oh my goodness. Because the few people that I would consider as my friends, some of them I haven't even heard from since Christmas, and I've messaged a few times, and I don't want to come across needy, but I spent Christmas Day on my own. Um, I have spent most of my days on my own since Christmas, New Year's on my own, and it's like, <sighs> um, like it, it's embarrassing when I rely on social catch-ups, and I think this is a cultural thing, but in the UK, if you said, let's pencil it in, 2pm, Two weeks from today, can't wait. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. You would be there. What you say and what you commit to is kind of, like, it's set. Yeah. It's sacred. It really shocked me when I come to Australia and people are like, oh, yeah, no, I'll just, I'll just see if anything else comes up. Mm. Or, um, yeah, no, cool, that sounds great. And then you message in the morning just to check and they're like, oh, shit, soul's mate, forgot. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, you don't realise how much I needed that. Yeah. Like, I needed to see you. Like, this yeah. weekend, apart from this chat, which is quite ironic that we're talking about loneliness, um, 
I have two other hours accounted for where I'm I'm hanging with mm-hmm. with friends. That's twenty two plus times two. I don't know. <laughs> a hell of a lot of hours where I'm on my own. Yeah. And that's why I stay busy because yeah. I have to because otherwise I just sit and cry. I forgot the other thing that I said. Remember, we're talking about things that we do to fill the void, the void of loneliness. Work. I yes. totally yes. forgot. I work as much as possible yeah. because I'm surrounded by people at work. Yeah, that's well, a this, big one for me. This is a another addiction for people, and it's in society perceived as a really um, desirable, admirable trait to be like so committed to your work. But I have no doubt that a lot of people work gazillion hours to stave off loneliness yes, um, or unhappiness or discontentment within a relationship. I know people that have worked into the hours because then they don't have to relate to their ex that they've been with for like yeah. 10 plus years, but also being around people. And for me, now I'm self-employed and I work pretty much 90% of that time on my own. Um, I notice it's is quite detrimental yes. and that's what I loved about working in our job where we met and our old jobs mm-hmm. because we were around people constantly mm. yeah and I've also um so I'm a chef and I dabbled for a little bit as a private chef mm. um for about a year and that's where I was solely working on my own mm. and I'd only see people every few hours and I found it incredibly lonely. Yeah. And I remember thinking, oh, I really wish when I had a sous chef alongside me just to just to bounce off and <laughs> chat with. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I can't stay in this job long. I'm not meant to work on my own. Yeah. I need to be surrounded by others. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would struggle with your job actually because you yeah. are you just spend a lot of time on your own. And there's a big difference. I think it's worth mentioning about being an introvert and mm-hmm. needing to refuel on one's own mm-hmm. because we are both and we're both ex- introverts yes extroverts yeah. gain energy and refuel by being around other people and they yeah. refuel off of other people yeah we refuel by being on our own but that again comes back to a choice we will choose to take ourselves off onto our own into our own space do a bit of meditation go for a walk on our own like sit by ourselves read on whatever yeah. to refuel but it doesn't mean we don't need, we absolutely need as a human necessity, yeah, yeah. human connection. Yeah. I think people think that introverts, that just means they want to be on their own the whole time. Mm. It's not. Mm. We just need a little bit of time on our own to refuel. Mm. But we still need that. Oh, yeah. It's so important. Yep. <sighs> so, I'm very conscious, obviously this is a topic on my mind at the moment, of finding ways to connect and finding ways to not be lonely because I read a study recently that loneliness is a bigger killer than heart disease and obesity like people being lonely it affects your mood you can become chronically depressed um obviously people could take their lives it it makes people more susceptible to to disease to immunity issues like so much it's it's there's not enough research done in it but loneliness is so dangerous mm-hmm. and it breaks my heart to think of how many people are lonely like I have people on Skype and Zoom and I can reach out to friends and I've got my sports and my hobbies but people in nursing homes it oh yeah freaking breaks my heart 
Yeah. Absolutely. But they're just like sitting there, like rotting away until they pass. Yeah. I've tried so many times to get into nursing homes just to go and like do some art with, with them or mm. just like sit and chat. But so much red tape. That's that's a, a challenge I'm constantly trying to like. Oh, yeah. Like just let nice people in. Yeah. And they'd make you wear a mask and oh. how you, I, you, I personally can't Unless connect. you're a family connection or like. You can't connect with someone when you're both wearing a mask. No. I don't think. Yeah, that's. That's actually a really good point. Mm. Eye contact. Mm. I cannot connect to someone unless they look me in the eye. And I know culturally, like indigenous communities, that's mm. that's quite a taboo and it's quite an undone thing. But don't like look over my shoulder. Certainly don't be looking into a fucking phone. Like yeah. <laughs> look me in the eye. Yeah. Like be present. Yes. I think that's a fundamental. So that's a very basic thing, one-on-one or in a group or just be present. Mm. That's going to help everybody feel like you're... You matter and they can, they're yes. interested in you. Yeah. Yes. Because essentially that's what it boils down to. Loneliness is a sense of not feeling needed, yeah. appreciated or seen or not valued. I'm not going to go into... I was about to share something personal. I won't. But feeling abandoned or feeling like you don't need to be there or you're not welcome there, I think is the, the source of loneliness. So mm-hmm. make someone feel welcome by acknowledgement through eye contact, a smile, a, a greeting, just a hello. That honesty can be enough to help someone not feel lonely. Um, in terms of hobbies, so you've got your gym, I've got my sports. Thank God that we are sporty, active people. Mm-hmm. I, My heart breaks for anyone that isn't sporty or doesn't have an interest or isn't but I encourage you so much whoever's listening to this like Mm. even if you like something really niche like lego building or fishing or Mm. book reading like just join a club yeah and this might be a little bit controversial what I'm about to say but I suspect that many people are part of a religious group because it gives them that sense of community whether they 110% 110% believe in what they're worshipping. As a 18 to 21 year old, I was a Christian. I called myself a Christian. At no point did I really believe in the Bible and what I was worshipping, but far out I was lonely. Mm. I was desperately, desperately lonely, and I realised that I felt part of a group, a community. I felt part of a family. Everything I needed to curb my loneliness was in the church. And that's a huge confession, and I'm so sorry, and, and I don't believe in God, but I'll probably be going to hell for being part of a church with not really believing for so long. But it's I needed that. So yeah. I think let's just, like, shoot some suggestions of what people can do to not be completely alone. Yeah. Meet um, groups. Definitely, do, yeah, groups. Um, yeah, for me, it's number one. My biggest date has been my gym. Yep. Um, we were probably... even saying Tinder, dating app. Oh yeah, true. Like even just if you start you browsing, start, start browsing, and then you start chatting browsing. to someone, and yep. it's a stranger. But at least you're sort of yeah, <gasps> someone's talking to you. Even I mean, it's text. feel like, and I'm going to admit to this as well. Very embarrassing, but that's probably one of the reasons I post so much on Instagram. I always say, oh, it's because it's work and it gets me jobs. But people obviously comment on your stories yeah. and then... I feel yeah. seen yeah. for just just five minutes mm. or two minutes. 
someone liking or that is still commenting, I'm like, oh my God, I feel something. I feel a connection. Yeah. Someone's seen me. There's a point to my existence. So I know it's toxic and mm. I know it's fueling a massive lack of self-worth, but I overshare as a way to try and connect. Yeah. It's clear. I mean, I think this is obvious, maybe not, but I feel like it's blindingly obvious that the people that are most secure and don't feel lonely are the people that don't need to post anything. Yeah. They don't need to keep reaching out to be like, look yeah. at me, give me some attention, please, like show yeah. me something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so embarrassing, but hand on heart, that's why I do it. Because I get something from someone going, oh, that was nice. Or even probably the podcast. Mm. If I'm brutally honest, I'm probably doing the podcast so that I can feel a sense of connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So okay. It's just selfish of me. <laughs> it's not unhealthy. Selfish, I was going to say. It's selfish of me. Taking up people's time, interviewing people, just so I can feel a sense of connection. So we've got dating apps, whether you're intentional or not. We've got meetup groups. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love, even though I'm dyslexic, a good book or a good film. Mm. Or, like, I love going to the movies because it makes me... You often go into the movies on your own as well. Oh, yeah, story of my and, life. Yeah, <laughs> and, this, and this was one thing that you, like, when we became friends, how you told me that you'd often go on a Sunday night to the movies. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh, who with? And you're like, just on my own. I love it. And I was like, you go to the movies on your own? Like, mm. I've never done this in my life. You know what I love about it, Jen? I love escaping into a different reality. Yeah. I don't love that I'm on my own. Mm. But I refuse to sit at home and cry about being lonely. Yeah. I'm not going to not do stuff because I have to do it on my own. But yeah, most of my life is done on my own. Mm. And I'd rather do it on my own than not do it. Mm. I'd rather live than wait for someone to live with. Like, I still need to, I need to do it. I still haven't been to the movies on my own. I've always had someone there. So what's your reservation for doing that? Um, I worry that I'm, when I get there, I'm, it's going to make me feel even more alone. Yeah. That's what it is. I'm worried that I won't enjoy it and I'll be, it's not that I'm self-conscious or that I care if anyone notices I'm Mm. alone. I don't Mm. care at all. It's, uh, yeah, I worry I'll get there. And I'll be like, oh, I'm on my own. Oh, this this is just not right. Oh, I, yeah. I should have someone here and I'm just going to feel worse. I've had that Christmas day a few times where I've gone to the beach. Like I've decided that would just be my tradition and I've gone on my own. Yeah. And it's like, That's here's happened. a plethora of thousands of per families yeah. all having a beautiful Christmas yeah. morning together. Yeah. And I'm on my own and I'm like walking through a maze yeah. of families yeah. and people having fun and connection and the like anti loneliness is like everywhere and yes. I'm like, oh yeah, here I am, all by myself. I've done this too with the beach. I remember just feeling quite quite flat. Um and yeah, sad, lonely, and I was like, what can I do to cheer myself up? I'll go to the beach. Yeah. And same thing. I just saw I was just surrounded by groups of people um, families, friends, everyone having a great time, laughing, smiling. And mm. unfortunately, it made me feel worse. Yeah. I thought, oh, I'll surround myself by happy strangers. But no, it didn't help, actually. Just made me, like, long for something that I didn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like, I would love some more solutions for people who um, live on their own. <laughs> mm. That don't involve TV or 
looking at your phone. Because there's this weird social taboo about you like admitting that you're lonely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like even this podcast makes me cringe. Like my toes curl and I'm embarrassed. But well, just think of the word loner. It's like yeah, stems from loneliness. It's a bit like, so it is an embarrassment. It's a bit like when you're oh my god, you're so gay. It's like, oof, that's highly offensive because yes, I am actually gay. Yeah. And it's like, being a loner is not a compliment, is it? No. It's like, yeah. there's something wrong with you or... But I hope that by talking about this topic, not only does it make people go, oh, wow, yeah, okay, it's it's a feeling felt by many, mm. but maybe the next time that I'm about to post a picture of eight of my friends... And I know that there's two left out from our sports group. Mm. Maybe think about those two that we've left out. Or next time that I want to go for a run or a walk, but oh, I'm not going to invite that person because mm. either they they run too fast or they're too slow or they're like just... I just think that's the problem is that people have too much going on in their lives. And I don't know if it's quite co- common... Maybe you can help answer this. What's the the normal amount of deep and meaningful connections? Because maybe people have, like, got them all. Mm. You know, do you get to the age of 35, 40, and you've kind of got your solid five? I think so. So there's no more room for anyone else. So it's kind of like we're fucked, we're doomed. Like, because we're at that age, we don't... There's... Yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I've I've only lived in Perth for two years, so I've had to start from scratch Mm. completely with social networks so other than my sister here I didn't know anybody when I moved to Perth mm. and I do find that like from the people that I've met I'll realize I'm like wow they have they have really busy lives they have a partner they have high school friends university friends work friends um, like one particular friend I can think of she she has so many friends and really some really really close family members um, my God. And I just think I could never, I could never be in her top 10 even Yeah. because she's already formed so many close yeah. bonds. So yeah, I do think that like, as you get older, you've really refined it or well, not refined it. You've just, <laughs> you've built up this big network. I do feel like it's almost a competition. Like I'll never be able to compete with someone that has been in someone's life for 15 years and I've only been in their life for a year. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like there's this pressure to bring something extra, like be uber funny or like extra kind or like give way more of your time, like almost like have to overperform as a friend to try and like justify them making room for you in their life. Yeah. Um, Sadly, I never feel like I win the competition. (laughs) (laughs) I do, I will wrap up, but I also feel... If you are a rounded person with many interests, which we both are, then I think people struggle with, like, who are you? Like, I feel like one-dimensional people, people that just have... I don't mean that in a derogatory or, like, a negative, but people that are very understandable Mm. or you can kind of... You you see all of them. Mm. So they are maybe three hats. Like, they wear the hat of mum they wear the hat of school teacher and they wear the hat of a swimmer like they're their three things they have in their life and someone's like cool I get you that's you as a package if you are 
a lacrosse player, an artist, a tarot reader, a Reiki healer, a skateboarder, a scuba diver, like... Are we talking about yourself like, Yeah, <laughs> I'm just naming five of probably there's 20. I could keep going, going. Are going you back. a tarot reader? Yes, I am. Oh my God. I'm a, okay, because I was like, I didn't know this. Yeah. And so, scuba diver? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Like, Learned something new. All these things, like, people are like, whoa, ugh, who are you? Yeah. But then I can't, I can't just be like this thing. It's a tiny little no. thing that you can just like take. I, don't, I think that's okay. You're a very interesting person. No, I don't think that that's like off-putting at all. That's very exciting that you have all these different... I have been told more in the past, but people have, to my face, said, wow, you're really arrogant. Really? Yeah, I think my confidence and self-awareness was mistaken for arrogance. Huh. I'm not arrogant. I'm, I'm not arrogant No, you're not. No. <laughs> I, can, I know my flaws. I know my insecurities. I'm actually quite insecure. Low self-esteem. Actually, I'm not insecure, but low self-esteem, low self-worth, because I struggle with where do I fit in into people's lives. But that really breaks me when people go, yeah, yeah, you're really arrogant. Um, I want to end on a positive. Let's do it. (laughs) First of all, let's form, we're looking for two to three more ladies to form our girl gang. (laughs) AKA Sex in the City Australia. Yes. So, applications are now open. Yes, I love it. Oh, my gosh. What what attributes do they need to have? They need to be funny, lighthearted. Yeah. Um, That's it. Enjoy a cup of tea. Enjoy a cup of tea. (laughs) Can eat because you cook and I... You don't have to drink alcohol. Don't. Liv does, but I do. (laughs) You can have it on your own. You don't need to shut your bottle. (laughs) (laughs) How about yourself? Yeah. Anyway, that's just a little side Off thing. the back of this, I'm thinking, oh, no, I'll end on this one thing. It's like a real ick, like, ooh. But the thought of organising social events is the biggest fear for me because mm-hmm. I yeah. cannot handle the rejection. For my 18th birthday party, I threw a big party. We catered for 40. I don't drink. I knew I wouldn't be, but I provided alcohol. Thanks, Dad. He bought it all for my friends. Loads of food. Um, one friend came. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Probably because I didn't realise at the time, but I was still really quite ill. And I was just started a new school. And it was in the school holidays. It was that like everyone had kind of left. It was their exams, like exam results day. Blah, blah, blah. Like there was so much going on that worked against me, in my, not in my favour. But the agony and the embarrassment of having mm. one person turn up to my 18th garden oh, party. I'm so sorry. And then half an hour later, my sisters rung around their friends and my sister's friends came and they, bless them, tried to turn it around. But I was mortified. Yeah. Absolutely heartbreaking. Oh. So the thought of trying to create a social event not a problem for me but I can totally do that because I am quite creative and come up with some good ideas but the fear of no one turning up is mm-hmm. what stops me mm. okay. I've never celebrated a birthday since that 18th yeah not with a party because I just I just fear no one will show yeah. up yeah okay that's going to change next birthday I'll organise it for you. Hey. <laughs> and we'll have our women's group come along. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God.
God. Right, you're supposed to finish on a high note. No, we're that, right that's with it. Okay, it's quite it's sad. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> yeah. I think, disclaimer, and I probably should have started with this. If I seem over keen and over enthusiastic, and I'm a little bit, you know, no one loves a kino. They're like, oh God, calm down. It's because I'm so grateful for the opportunity. So if I rock up and you've invited me and I'm like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. Mm. Or if I'm at Cricket Nets, which I went to the first one after Christmas this week, and I'm like waving at the coach, it is because it means the world to me. Yeah. So please keep inviting people. Please keep, in, like, even if you know that they're busy, just yeah. knowing that you're invited. That they thought of you. Yeah, yes. definitely. Feels nice. Yes. Yeah. Um, so that's a good one to start with. Mm. And if I send you a really heartfelt personal message that you're like, woo, that's a bit intense, because I will. Like, I reach out in a really emotional, deep way. So if I send you a message out of the blue saying I miss you and I love you, it's because I do. Please don't get, like, overwhelmed or intimidated or think I want something from you. I'm just trying to connect. And maybe I do it in a way that is a bit overwhelming or a bit too intense or a bit strong, but it's just me going, hey. <laughs> so please take it in a nice way. Um, help me out, Jab. I feel like this is No, that's good. Cool. I feel like we wrapped, we wrapped it up a little bit. That's on a high note. That's nice. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to keep loving my sport, keep doing my thing. And yeah. What are you going to do? Keep scrolling Tinder? No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm really trying just to expand my social network because I think that that's key too. Connection is key. Yeah. I don't have enough people in my life to um, avoid loneliness. So I think that's something I'm going to work on myself. Yeah. Because who knows how long I'll be single for. <laughs> yeah. And you can't rely on that one person. Yeah. I think it's really healthy to have friends rather than put all your expectation on a person. It's too much to ask from one person. And I guess it's knowing, are you getting physical connection? Are you getting emotional connection, intellectual connection, spiritual connection? And I think it's really healthy to have one of each or a, a different set of friends for each. Yeah. So I can pinpoint exactly who I have physical connection with, all of my sports teams. Mm -hmm. Spiritual connection... I've got one friend in the UK, probably strengthen that. Emotional connection, that's where I'm struggling. I don't have anyone that I can really, like, pour my heart out to. And that's why I just talk to myself mm. and write a diary. Mm. Um, and then I can't remember the other one. But, yeah, just trying to be rounded with your yeah. groups of friends. Because if you fill your physical bucket but there's no one to chat to, you're probably still going to have that void. Yeah. Um, that's all i got. Well said. Very well said. Right, should we make a cupcake and cry? Oh, yeah, that's right. So, we've got to finish off because I need to go make... And if all else fails, just eat yummy food. Yeah, right. We're going to go make some mug cakes now. Yeah, amazing. Thanks perks, so much, Perks Jen. of having a, a friend as oh, a chef. Yes! So good. All right. Thanks, thanks so much. Thanks for having me. Take care, everyone. Bye! Bye.